It has been a minute, but we are back. Merry Christmas and happy holidays uh, to all of us on behalf of the Sportsway Podcast. My name is Fitz Kerrigan. Good Jamal. And we're your host of this podcast. It's been a little bit of a minute, but uh, we are back with another episode right before Christmas. Uh, apologies for the long wait. Basketball season's been a little crazy, so but my, nonetheless, we are back. Ready to give you guys another episode, more content, and let's get into it with JFK's Stop Good Day. So, it has been a little bit of a long time before we have done a lot uh, a podcast. In the last podcast, we talked about the Packers and the Chargers who were about to play. The Packers won that game, ultimately, as many of you fans should know. They beat the Chargers... And they beat, they shockingly beat the Lions on, I, I, I'm not going to say shockingly, they beat the Lions, or some people say they upset the Lions, BS, they deserved to win that game. They beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, and then they beat the Chiefs, which was an old, was which a little bit was a shocker for me. And then since then, they've kind of been on a little bit of a down, down slope a little bit. They lost to Tommy DeVito and his stupid agent uh, and the Giants. And then they lost to Tampa Bay last week, and I am a little, I'm a little bit angry at both coaches because, first of all, we should have beaten the Giants, should have beaten the Giants. That 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 was a that was a game that we easily could have won. Jordan Love did not play well. Tommy DeVito played better. I give him credit for that. No credit to his agent. Um, and then Baker Mayfield had a perfect QBR last week at Lambeau. Second quarterback ever to do that. When the other one was Aaron Rodgers um, in October of 2019 against the Raiders at Lambeau, so um, I give Baker Mayfield credit. Played a played a heck of a game, um, and ultimately they went out on top. But for me, Baker Mayfield had one good game. Green Bay should have Green Bay <laughs> offense has been in a slump the past two weeks, and their defense hasn't been any better. Fire Joe Barry ASAP. That man does not know what he's doing, coach, in the in the press box during football games. Like he's talking to, he's probably talking to people, all that stuff. Nothing to do with football. This guy does not know what he's doing. This offense, this defense has been on a little bit of a down low. We barely beat. We barely beat. The the only time our defense really played well was against the Lions, and since then. And kind of against the Chiefs. But since then, it's just been on the down low. And the Buccaneers game, it was really bad. Like, they held him in the first half and then just, like, all went down in the second half. So, I say fire that man ASAP. Um, Christian, what do you think about how the Packers defense has played uh, since, or since Thanksgiving Day? Well, I'm not a big Packers fan, so, like, I don't want to speak on behalf of you and the Packers, but I think uh, in general this season they've been all right. Uh, has Jair been hurt? Yes. Is he still hurt? Yes. Yeah, I know that that's a big loss for them. Uh, he's one of the best corners in the league when healthy. So, you know, there's they're dealing with injuries just like at any team in the NFL, but when you let Baker Mayfield cook you, cook your defense – it's not a good look. So, you know, they definitely got to step it up. This is a team that's trying to make a late-season playoff push. They're still in the running. Uh, Jordan Love looking pretty good in Green Bay. Probably going to get 
in my opinion, should get another one-year deal. I don't think the Packers need to commit to him yet. I think one, he's had this good year to get in the system a little bit more, get get on the field, and then next year, uh, hopefully, will for the Packers fans will be his year to make the big leap, kind of like what Brock Purdy did from last year to this year. But as far as the defense, yeah, I'm not gonna really speak on that too much. All I know is if you let Baker Mayfield cook you like that, it's not a good look. Yeah, I mean. Baker Mayfield is not that good of a quarterback to have a perfect QBR at the most legendary stadium in all of the NFL. Like Soldier Field? Dude, are you serious right now? What? You said the most legendary stadium. It's Lambo, bro. Oh, I thought we were talking about Soldier Field. No, no, nobody wants to talk about Soldier Field. Soldier Field is for the losers. That's where the toilet bowl is played. Um, but I think I. But somehow we're still in the playoff race after losing to the Giants and losing to Tampa Bay. And you want to know why? Because Detroit keeps on losing, which, in some instance, is great. It's great if we can take advantage of it. We can take advantage of Detroit losing if we can win, which we haven't been able to do since Kansas City. Um, that needs to change. That needs to change now if we're going to. So basically what we need to do to make the playoffs, we have to win the rest of our games. Carolina doesn't affect us at all. They're already out of it. They're dog water. We need Minnesota. We need I think we need if we if if Minnesota loses and we beat Carolina, we're tied for the record, but they hold it ahead of us because they beat us earlier this year. We beat Minnesota, we jump ahead of them. Then we beat Chicago at Lambeau, going to that game, uh either the sixth or the seventh of January. If we beat Chicago, then we got a better chance. We just got to wait and see what the other playoffs are. But I really hope, I mean, at that point, if we lose to Minnesota and we're done for the playoffs, I just really hope we beat the Bears. If we beat the Bears and I go there, that's kind of, that, that's hopefully kind of like making the playoffs a little bit. Just like the happiness of having that happen. So, but, um, yeah, so Packers got a small chance. Uh, got a small chance of making it. That window is definitely that window is definitely um, closed. And I remember after the game, after the Chiefs game, Keyshawn Nixon was like, "We're gonna go get that number one seed." Obviously, everybody's like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen." But he had the confidence to. And ever since then, we haven't won a game. <laughs> so that that's gotta change, and it's gotta change now. That wraps up JFK's Tap of the Day. Right now it's time for Mott's moment. Uh, and it's going to be on the Detroit Pistons, which, interestingly enough, have gone on a 25-game losing streak, which fits in for me is second highest win streak, losing streak of all time. So that's one of those records that you do not want to be in your running for. Uh, the Pistons, it seems like every year they get, you know, pretty high picks, kind of. They get young, good talent. 
But so far, they just haven't been able to find like a guy to really build their team around. Kate Cunningham has been a good piece, but he averages close to 20 a game. But he really hasn't shown so far in his young career. His, he, he's only played a little bit. But so far, he's not really shown that he's like that guy that they can build around. Jaden Ivey has been coming off the bench as a good role player. Uh, Jalen Duran's been a solid big. but And James Wiseman also has been all right. But they really haven't found like a guy that can really like be the focal point of the offense. Um, so, you know, uh, it's still a young team. Uh, I'm sure Monty Williams will have his team looking better in a couple of years, but it's going to be a long rebuilding process. I think many might have been anticipating a shorter rebuild, you know, since they got Monty Williams and all these like young talents. Uh, you know, because on paper, uh, you know, Jay and Ivy, Jalen Duran, um, you know, uh, Cunningham, they look pretty good, but they just haven't really been able to put it together on the floor consistently. And uh, when you have, what, three wins, it's not, I'm sure that's not fun. So long rebuild is an understatement. At least at least the Lions are carrying it for the city of Detroit. Dude, for the real. Pistons ain't doing it. I know. Long, um, long rebuilding for the Pistons is an understatement, really. How and also, how did Monty Williams go from no loss November to no win November in the matter of two years? Well, it did you know that all the coaches' fault? Did you know that? What did he have no loss November with the Suns? No last November, the year that they had the best record in the league, 2021-2022, where they ended up getting bounced by Dallas, and they lost by, like, 40 in Game 7. And then this year, where they didn't win a single game in November. I'm like, I'm like damn. Went from no no lost November to no win November in a matter of two years. That's insane. That's insane. Talk about a major downgrade, buddy. Do you still believe in Monty? Do you think he'll be able to turn this team around, or what's your perspective? No, no. I don't think Monty will be able to turn the team around. And it, it, I mean, it's not, it's not entirely his fault. I mean, they've been, like, 2-26, and 26, yes, it looks bad. But I kind of like what Kate Cunningham said in his uh, presser. We are not 2-26 and 26 bad. We're not a great team, but we're not twenty-two and six bad. Twenty-two and twenty-six bad. Like I feel like they've been. Like I looked at some of the scores of their game, the games during this losing streak. They've been in some of the games. They just haven't been able to win. But they've only been in like two of them. That's it. So I mean, I think that it's a learning year. But the fact that you got Jaden Ivey, former top five pick. Coming off the bench, I'm sorry, but that that's unacceptable. You can't have your top five pick from two years ago go uh, come in from off the bench. They have Killian Hayes starting over him. <laughs> Who's the shooting guard, Cade? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think he plays point, maybe. 
if you get those three guards in, that might be that might that might change it. Oh yeah, I forgot they got a Sar Thompson too. Jeez, they got like everybody, and it's bad. Yeah, they got a Sar Thompson too. He's another high pick. A Sar. All right, that wraps up my yeah. oh, man. Yeah. It's bad. Wait, what are we on season three right now in this uh, podcast? Season five. Season five? Oh wow, I was way off. Uh, when season six? How much more we got? Um, I think like an episode or two. All right, all right. Yeah. So we're close. Okay. Season four took way too long. It took like a year and a half. I think that's when I got my phone taken away. No, that was not. That was season three. Season four was started after you got your phone taken away because. We were like we were just like super busy. That was during our freshman year when we only like twenty twenty two was not a good year for us. Like we only did like fifteen episodes the whole year. Damn. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then twenty twenty three got off to a slow start, but then once season five got underway, we really started to pick it up. And then we real like from like March to September we were doing podcasts very frequently. And then basketball season hit, and then I just got super duper busy, and just couldn't couldn't do as many. So, but hey, we're back, back for another episode, back ready to get. Um, so, all right, Christian, you want to talk about the uh, the most recent firing in the NFL? All right, goody. Um, it it might it, it might soon be Joe Barry, but let's just let's just pick up from. What the most recent one is to date. All right. Well, the Chargers finally fired our coach, Brandon Staley, uh, who is, should go back to D3 football, like Rex Ryan said, where he belongs. Um, this guy has been real annoying the last two years. I'm not going to lie. He, he did a decent job in the regular season last year, uh, helping our team make the playoffs, you know, doing his part. But when you choke a 27-point lead, that's unacceptable, especially uh, with the talent we had on the team. And uh, he wasn't fired then. So, uh, flashback to the start of this season. Started off pretty bad. A couple losses, a couple close wins that did not need to be close wins. We had some really bad calls by Brandon Staley on fourth down to go for it in our own territory on, I think, back-to-back games uh, with the lead, and we decide to go for it in our own territory. Um, and lo and behold, of course, we don't get it. And then our defense has to make miraculous stands versus both the, the Vikings did. and the Raiders, both they games. I, I, I We did win those games, but... Me personally, if I'm the owner, I would have fired Staley then. That's unacceptable, especially for a team going into this year, uh, as with hopes for making the super, making a Super Bowl or making the playoffs at least. Um, and our coach is doing this to our team, putting our team in this position. That's there's no way we're gonna go anywhere. Um, successfully if if he if he's coaching like that so i would have pulled the plug there especially after the 27 uh you know 27 0 loss but um no they were we were sticking with staley even with our big uh 
uh, you know, losing streak, lost a lot of games. And, uh, and then finally, I guess the last draw was um, when we lost, what was it, 60 to 14 or something? I don't even know. To the like Raiders. 60, like 63 to 21, and you allowed 42 first half points. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was over long overdue, in my opinion. Um, you know, we came in the season. I remember uh, watching on, the, I think, Instagram or something saying, Staley saying, this is our year. Um, this is like, this is the team. This is our year. And of course, we, we, we have one of the worst records we've had in like, many multiple years not to mention we're the, literally the last in our division so which is really embarrassing for the talent we have uh bro i go to school every day and my friends make fun of me for the chargers so right um but yes yeah, Staley got fired finally uh and then as, as a bonus we fired our gm which i think was a pretty good call as well uh he our gm Drafted Quentin Johnson over Zay, guys like Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, um, which Jordan know, Addison got picked ahead. Uh, it was Jackson Smith and Jigba was the first off the board, then Quentin Johnson, then. Are you serious? I think Zay Flower. I mean, I think Jordan Addison was last off the board off oh, of the big four. God. So yeah, uh, unbelievable. Made some pretty bad moves. He's also you wanted part... you wanted Zay Flowers. I remember that. Yeah. And then he got picked with the pick after. Yeah, I wanted Zay Flowers. I didn't want Quentin Johnson, and it's proving myself right. We have too many of the same type of receiver. He's basically just a Mike Williams, and, you know, we have another Palmer's, another tall receiver. We just need, like, something different. And Zay Flowers would have brought that, like, speeding uh, elusiveness to the team that we don't really have. But now we had to draft Quentin Johnson, who's looking like a bust so far. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a young guy. Hopefully, he can make a big uh, career-saving leap a uh, year or two. But yeah, firing the GM was a good call. Our team is has a lot of like old guys that were paying a lot. So you know, I'm kind of a little unsure of how the next few years are gonna look. Me personally, if I'm the GM, I'm not re-signing Eckler. I'm not. I either trading or, re- or not re-signing Joey Bosa. I don't exactly know how his contract situation is working out. I think he's been not too bad for the team. And we found a good edge rusher in Tui Tui Chiopu in the yeah. second round who could take a spot. Um, Yeah, those are some changes that I would make. So, mm-hmm. But out of all of this sadness and you know heartbreak from the Chargers this year, at least we have a high pick. We're going to have a high pick. Hopefully we keep losing because we're on the tank train because at this point we're just playing for a pick and hopefully we can get like some good player in the top 10. Uh, I got. Yep. Um, Dude, but I called it. I called it. Called that he was going to get fired. Don't deny it. You know that I called it. So did Richard Sherman. He said he should have got fired at halftime. So I was the I was out with friends that Thursday night because for what just like screwing around and stuff. But we I walk so I walk into Desert Ridge. There's like a little uh, the place we walk into. There's like a bar next or like a restaurant next to like when you walk in and there was like a restaurant to the left of it and at the game. I just look over. I just see forty two nothing. I'm like whoa, like this is crazy. Can't believe that they. I I mean I know Herbert's out, 
but that has nothing to do with Herbert. That that's all defense right there. Yeah, I know one of those look. was a pick. I know one of those was a pick six, but thirty five points on the defense—that's really bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it was with a backup in Aiden O'Connell. But here, I sent this. I sent this to you, dude. Brandon Staley is bad. I know that there's no. I know that there is. No Herbo, but that's inexcusable, bro. Fire his ass tomorrow. And then I and then I texted you. I texted you. I'm like, do you think at like, I texted you at like eleven on thir- after like eleven o'clock after the game. I'm like, do you think he'll get fired before the end of the season? You text me back like an hour before the news broke. Yes, I do. I'm like, you can't say that after it happens. Yeah, well. Uh, I knew he was going to get fired. I, I was just surprised he lasted that long, to be honest. Because if you look back to, like, the start of the season, our our team was hyping itself up to make the playoffs, make a deep run, maybe win our division. But but this season has been such a – even before the, that, the Raiders game, our, uh, the season has been such a disappointment. Uh, just terrible all around, and he needed to go. We needed a new look. We need someone to command the command the team, bring us together, and just do a way better job on mm. calling. Who do you think good? Uh, who do you think good candidates are? Josh McDaniels? Hell no. Um, I've heard Harbaugh's name floating around with all like the which one scandal has been brought up against him in Michigan. So maybe he might want to try to exit that before it gets no. too. Um, I've heard Bill Belichick. Don't, don't, hey, no Harbaugh. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure anyone at this point would be better. I think that my. He's a really bad person. From what I've heard, the top three are Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and um, the Lions OC. I think that's like the top three in the running for our job, for the job, for the Chargers. But we'll see. Don't, don't hire Harbaugh. Not a good person. I know you don't like Belich- Harbaugh. What are you gonna do about it? It's Belichick. Is, Belichick might retire. Yeah, that's true. He, he's 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 a legend. He doesn't really have to do much more. Would you he's be made surprised? Would you be, su- would you be surprised if he retired? No. I mean, that's you- what I would do if I was him. You know, he's he's done all he's needed to do. He's a legend. He's one of the best coaches of all time. There's no need in continuing to coach, especially since Tom Brady's done. Yeah, enjoy his, enjoy your retirement. He's he's pretty old, you know. You want to enjoy your retirement. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, we just need a guy that's just gonna just lead the team, be a leader, not just a D three coach that somehow snuck his way to a head coach in the NFL. Who who'd you get him from? Rams defense coordinator when the Rams were the number one defense a few years back. So at the time, it looked like a great move. Well, uh, I guess you could say that, but the Rams' defense had like was stacked. So like, you don't really need a defensive coordinator to like make it really that good. They had Jalen Ramsey, they had Prime Aaron Donald, they had Von Miller, I believe. They had a bunch of studs. So Is that the year they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I forgot exactly. It might have been the year before. I'm not sure, but 
It was one. It was. It was a few. Years. So it looks good on paper. That's why they hired Staley. Well, I guess, but it was the Rams. Rams defense by itself was good. They didn't need a defensive coordinator to make them good. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, that's a fair point. All right, we we're talking a lot about Los Angeles sports today, and let's stay on the topic. Um, baseball, going from. One LA team to another. Shohei Otani signed a ten-year, seven hundred million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers on December 9th. So about almost almost two, almost two weeks ago. So I remember see, so I remember seeing that when I was at the Badger when I was at the Wisconsin Arizona game down in Tucson, and I remember it's it like it was a timeout, and I just pulled up my phone to. I think somebody was giving me some crap about it because the Badgers were down. I just see all this Shohei Otani stuff. I'm like, okay, just like go into it. I'm like, he's with uh, he signs with the Dodgers. Oh wow, yeah, the money. I couldn't. I, the money. Yeah, the money my, catches my, your eye real quick. The, I know. Well, first of all, it changed my eye that he would go from one LA team to another. But then I just look at. I was more shocked by the money than the fact of the move itself. Yeah, I'm like, that's a lot of money. And then I knew it was a lot of money because they they showed it to LeBron's savings. It's like four hundred twenty nine million. This is way more than that. Well, what for LeBron's career earnings in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's a billionaire, so. And then this will be ten ten years. That's seventy million dollars a year. That's the probably the one of the that's probably the biggest contract in MLB history. Uh, yeah. Notice how all the big contracts have happened in 2023. Jalen Brown, Joe Burrow, now Shohei Otani. Yeah, sure. But really, two of those are, were really superstars when they signed it, and we both know. And we, and the the two of us both know who those are. So, um, the other one's all right. Not like a super duper superstar, but he's all right. Um, so, what do you think about this Shohei Otani move? Well, the Dodgers better win. That's all I gotta say. I heard they signed another like Japanese pitcher. All, all the the Dodgers better win. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is it um, is it World Series? Is it uh, World Series or bust? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So they, you think they got some uh, lot riding on this season? Yeah, they do. And Shohei can't even pitch. Yeah, not this year. He can hit, but he can't pitch. Because I think he had like some Tommy John thing. Yeah. That's keeping him out. All right. You want to talk about the, the Clippers? Uh, I mean, we're cooking. Our team's starting to get uh, – more starting to come together, you know, at first, you know, me and Fitz were kind of hating on the Clippers a little bit, or at least Fitz was, I wasn't really hating. Well, I was hating on Harden, but, um, you know, the Clippers weren't looking good with Harden first couple of games. I said, oh, give it time, give it time. And you, you were know, right. Behold, you were right. Hats off to you. Well, I would, I wasn't really saying that, but that's what like, like the internet and stuff saying, Oh, give it time, whatever. But, um, you know, they found a way they're putting together one of the 
better win streaks in the NBA now. Uh, I think the team's starting to find its role. Harden's become one of our primary scorers. He's fitting well nicely. I think uh, his job is basically just to take the load off of Kawhi and Paul George every night. They don't have to go for, you know, 30 for us to win. They can both sit back and score, you know, 20 points, and Harden will add his 20 and his 10 assists, which is really helpful. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook's been – Russell Westbrook and um, pa- uh, Norman Powell have been deadly coming off the bench. So – our roster is pretty is looking pretty good, I'd say. Do you think, do you think Teron Lou has done a good job with the rotation? Yeah, I think uh, it's all starting to work out. You know, I think Westbrook, uh, he's a, he's been a good piece. He's a really good piece for us, and I think he's starting to uh, play to his role. I know it must have been a little frustrating, you know, starting point guard um, signed. I think the veteran minimum to stay with us, and then hard we we added Harden. And he kind of got put uh, back to uh, six man, which is what he was doing in L.A. with the Lakers before he came here. But, you know, I think he's 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 still really needed for our team. Um, and yeah, I think uh, he's, he's played his role nicely. And I think our team is doing, is, is fitting together pretty good. Um I don't – one thing I'm a little curious is of is uh, Bones Highland. He's a really talented, I'd say, point guard, and he really hasn't really been playing at all because, you know, we have Westbrook and Harden as the primary ball handlers. I guess Norman could probably play point a little bit. But Bones Highland hasn't really been playing at all, and we traded for him at the trade deadline, I believe, last season. So I'm going to be – I'm really wondering if we're going to trade him or what we're going to do because he's really talented, but he's kind of been sitting on the bench because, you know, how the rotations are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Clippers are doing pretty good, I guess. Is it uh, – Do you think, think we're Tor- 17 you- and 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. That's a good record. And uh, the Lakers haven't been doing very well since winning the in-season tournament. I mean that's always good to see, right? Yeah. Yep, you said it. You said it right there. Likes the clip. Likes seeing the Lakers lose. And guess what, Christian? So do I. All right. Um. You want to talk? Let's let's talk our fantasy league. Yeah. The big loser is Guillermo Chavez Jr. Big loser. I am not going to say what his team name is because it is not all that much appropriate for this. I'm just going to give you guys a hint. It is an insult on me. <laughs> I think you got. I think. Uh, I think that's all you need to take to figure it out. Well, tell 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 the audience why. Tell because it was. Uh, it was between. Me and Guillermo for um, the punishment, and since it's all it's Christian and his homeboys from Los Al, I obviously don't. I live in Arizona, so I, it would have had for me. It would have had to be a little bit different of a punishment. Yeah, uh, you. I think when you're coming, if you come, or like it would have been, it would have had to be a little bit of a different setup, setup because they wouldn't be able to see me do it. So like, I'd have to have one of my buddies. <laughs> Uh, film it and then send it to Christian 
And then Christian says it's all his boys. But now Guillermo lost. And I think he, you said his punishment is that he has to eat a whole bunch of hot dogs and then or eat a whole bunch of food and then run a mile. Yeah. Biggie bag, biggie bag mile. He has to eat a Wendy's biggie bag for each lap, four laps. <laughs> He's going to puke his guts out. Wow. And yeah, he has to run not... a mile? Yeah. Oh, my God. If he doesn't puke by the end of that, that'll be amazing. I'm so glad I don't have to do it. <laughs> uh, so, yep. Um, but I have, a, I have a chance to get um, – we have consolation games this week, so I still have a chance at fifth place. And then, uh, hell no! If it's your ninth place, what are you talking about? I'm not in ninth place. Eker's in ninth place. Okay, you're in eighth place. I have a chance at seventh place if I win the consolation game. But you're you, Mister, are in the playoffs with um, my friends. I don't know how that happened. I'm a waiver warrior. What can I say? And, uh, I got Puka Nakua off waivers. That was that was smart. Um, so, but in in the league with me and my homeboys, it's hit Christian, um, my friend Josh who goes to NAU, my friend Nathan who goes to my school, and then Nathan's friend Ian, who are all in the playoffs fighting for the championship of like of uh, fantasy football. So. Um, we'll see how that goes. First, first uh, round is this week, so it's always time. It's always time. Um, Josh has the best overall record at eleven and three, so he's the he's the top. To, he's the favorite to win it all. So, um, all right, now Christian, let's talk a little bit about um, the NFL and what the standings are for um, for the playoffs. So, basically, I, I know four teams are out. I think it's um, Carolina, New England, Arizona, and I think one more, one more team's out. I can't think of it right now. But Dallas Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot. Feel like the NFC South is going to be just how it was last year, and what I mean by that is they're going to have a really, really, really the the winner is going to have it's a three way tie for first place. Carolina is dead out of it. It's going to be um, it's either three teams have an equal shot at getting into the playoffs in the NFC South. Falcons, Buccaneers, and the Saints. I think it'll be like last year. The five seed comes into the four seed into their building, and they end up whooping them and sending them home packing early on in the playoffs. So I think that's how it's going to be. Got to wait and see who the five seed is. Got to wait and see who wins the NFC South. And then uh, we'll be good that. You have anything you want to talk about with the playoffs on, on the AFC side? On the AFC side? Yeah. 
Not really. I mean, I think the two hot teams right now clearly are the Dolphins and the Ravens. Other team, uh, the rest of the teams are kind of, you know, Bills aren't doing as good. Chiefs aren't doing as good. So I think. Oh, and the Jets. The Jets are also eliminated from the playoffs. That's the other team. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not playing this year, which, in hindsight, is really smart. Uh, so, hopefully he'll be back on. Uh, he'll, hopefully he'll be back under center next year with a new Achilles. <laughs> Who would have thought Aaron Rodgers, all the drama, hard knocks, all the drama in New York, and then he gets injured on the very first drive. Yeah, that is not, un- not the storybook ending. That is unbelievable. Like how, like. You can't script that at all. Like one of the best quarterbacks in all of football goes to a new team, all the hype, and then he doesn't even play. Like Hard Knocks was a waste of time this year for the Jets. If you think of it. Um, so Yeah, but I mean I think it's gonna be a good battle in both conferences, and then I think ho- hopefully it's going to be a good Super Bowl. It'll be in Vegas this year. Last year was in Phoenix, so but so this year it's going to be in Vegas, and I just hope it's a re- I hope it's a really good game. I think it'll be two great teams, two teams who deserve to be there, and the Super Bowl Super Bowl kind of gives me Game Seven vibes. Anything is possible, and it's all it's all who wants it. It's all who wants it more. The winner of the Super Bowl. It's kind of like the winner of Game Seven. Whoever wants it more is gonna win. That's that's not it's that it's that simple. Whoever wants it more is gonna win. That's simple. So, um, all right. And then let Christian college football playoff is coming up. Um. Who like and also like also the bowl games the bowl games are um, coming up as well. What are your teams to watch? Look out for um, during bowl season in college football. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't even really checked the bowl games, uh, so I'm gonna have to reflect that one back to you. Okay. Um, all right. I think the teams to um, the teams to watch in the bowl games are definitely going to be the playoffs. That's where. Um, oh, I didn't know you were talking about the playoffs. I thought you were talking about just bowl like games. all like all bowl games. I think right now. I think unfortunately, this is. Um, Michigan has a pretty good chance, which is very unfortunate. Um, but I feel I feel like that Alabama should come into the Rose Bowl with the confidence that they can beat these guys. Like I don't know if you got I don't know if you guys remember Michigan lost in the. Michigan got shocked in the playoffs last year. TCU. TCU. Michigan got shocked. 
they've been in this situation before. They're probably going to come out, guns blazing, swinging at trying to um, just trying to win. They want to get revenge so bad after lose after losing last year that they want to win so badly that it's it might not be close. But I feel like I feel like Alabama has they really turned it around this season because it went from uncertain who the quarterback would be. Jalen Milrow did not have a good game week one. Texas upset them week two. Week three, they had a the, the quarterback situation was all screwed up, and they had Tyler Buckner playing. Now that dude is uh, transferring to play lacrosse. As Dougie Freshwood, and he used to go to Notre Dame, as Doug would say, he is a pretender. Tyler Buckner is a pretender quitting football to go play lacrosse. Um, but Jalen Milrow has definitely proved to me that he is a worthy like a, a worthy quarterback. And what I mean by worthy quarterback is like he is he's patient. And in some aspects it this this might seem a little bit bold, but he's better than Bryce Young. Than Bryce Young was at Alabama. One hundred percent. And I say that because there's a big difference between the way those two play football. They're both quarterbacks. They both go to Alabama. Yes. They're both in the same system. Yes. 100%. But what's different about them, Bryce Young has a little bit of a flaw in his game. I think, me personally, I think Bryce Young is kind of fast. Like, he can run and scramble out if he wants to. But he doesn't. He looks to throw the ball when he's scrambling on third down. He doesn't run it. He doesn't do a lot of running, which he should do more of. And I feel like part of that is why Carolina is where they are right now. He struggles. Like, he can't run. He he doesn't choose to run the ball for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's really To me, it's really odd that he chose, that he chooses not to run the ball. Like, it's just like, okay, you're not, like, you're not going to run the ball. Like, what the hell? You're just going to throw, like, you third down, you're just going to, third and goal, you're just going to throw it in the back of the end zone. Yeah. If you can't find anybody, yeah, that's what you're going to do. He doesn't run. Like, you can look at all, watch the game against Tennessee last year when he was pressured and he was scrambling on third downs. Like, he wouldn't throw or he wouldn't, he wouldn't run. He would just throw to his left or do some off-balance throw. Like, he never ran the ball, which to me made no sense. Because I feel like if you're third and goal from the three-yard line, why don't – if it's open, run it into the end zone. Don't look to pass it. That's what – I think that's the flaw in his game. And I feel like that's – Jalen Milrow, he runs a lot. Like, that, he's a runner. Like he, he's he kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson. He can run, but he can also throw a deep. Like that fourth and goal against Auburn, the one at the end of the game with like where they needed like it was like fourth and a mile on the thirty-one yard line. 
Like he that was the, that was one of the best pl- plays I've seen in a while. Because Milrow, Milrow was patient. I mean, credit Auburn wasn't blitzing a lot, which they should have. But Milrow was just staying patient, waiting for something to open up. He knew he couldn't run it. There's Milrow was smart in the instance where he knows when to run it, he knows when to pass it. Bryce Young just passes it when he should run more. Milrow is smart because he either he knows when to run, he knows when to pass. Like that fourth and goal from the 31, he was patient, stayed tall in the pocket, didn't didn't really scramble a lot, stayed patient, stayed calm, and then threw a dart to Isaiah Bond in the back left corner of the end zone, and he caught it for the touchdown out, and Bama won. Like that's that's a Heisman play right there, um, if you ask me. And I just feel I feel like um, Milrow, like beginning it was a little rocky, but I feel like after I feel like after the LSU game, people really started to take him seriously, like for who he was, like for being a good quarterback. Like after beating Jane Daniels, they're like, yeah, this kid could play. So, hats off to him, and I think I think he definitely, if he comes in with the confidence that he can beat Michigan, I have no doubt in my mind that Alabama definitely has the whole chance to beat Michigan. So, um, yeah, what? Um, and then on the in the other bowl, uh, playoff bowl game, we got Texas and Washington. Christian, what do you know about what do you know about like tell us a little bit of uh, your insight on like what Washington needs to do to beat Texas? Well, the quarterback's got to play a clean game against Oregon. He had a couple turnovers, Michael Penix, but they were still able to pull it out. I think uh, uh, I think. Washington probably is the better receiving core. I think their their players need to step up, you know, continue to play big in those big moments. Uh, I'm not sure how their defense is compared to Texas's, but, you know, defense is going to be key. Uh, pass rush, pass rushing is always big um, in these big games because if you can get to the quarterback, fluster them a little bit, they're not going to play as well. Um and but what's his name? Texas quarterback has been playing his mind out. He's been playing very good. Quinn yours? Quinn yours, yep. He's been playing very good. He's a dog. And I think it's gonna be a good matchup. It might yeah, it's gonna be I think we got some really good college uh football matchups. So uh I wanna turn this over to you. I'm gonna ask you quickly and then I'll get my opinion as well. Who do you predict to win both these games? So first of all, who do you predict Alabama, Michigan? Bama, hundred percent. I feel like people have been sleeping on Bama this year, like especially because of how their season started. Like people slept on, like after Texas, after the Texas loss, they're like, oh, "Okay, Bama's out of this thing." After, especially, dude, after that UCF game where it was like seventeen to three, Alabama won. People were like, "Oh, yeah, Nick, Nick Saban, he should be Nick Saban should be gone." Like this is not the Alabama is going to have a really bad year this year. Jalen Milrow turned that around. He t- took a complete 180 and took it up, like, climbed up a hill. Or climbed up a mountain, I should say. And he just he just flat out delivered when, it, when they needed him to. So I feel like if, if Alabama comes in the, into the Rose Bowl 
with the confidence that they can beat Michigan, there's no doubt in my mind that they can beat Michigan. So I'm going with Alabama to upset Michigan in that game. I think it's going to be a great game. And then Washington, Texas is going to be re- like that's going to be really hard because I feel like both those teams are um, both those teams are great and uh, offensively. I feel like that's going to be a really high-scoring offensive game. But that game, to me, is basically just going to be who can get more points out of their drives, out of their offensive drives. And I think um, I think uh, – Nathan, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but I think i got to pull with Washington on this. Michael Penix is was the has been the better quarterback this year. I feel like he's got um, he's got some more like like I feel like he's got jeez I feel like he's got more in his arsenal than Quinn Ewers does. Michael Penix hasn't lost a game this year. Quinn Ewers lost the Red River rivalry to Joe and Gabriel. I mean, what a, that was a joke. But I feel like Michael Penix is the better quarterback, and I feel like Washington is, has was the better team overall this year. So I got I got I got to go with the Huskies, and then in the championship, I think Washington will beat Bama. But um, I feel like Texas's offense. I'm I want to point them out a little bit. Texas is um their team was in has been insane this year. Like Quinn Ewers has had. I feel like this was such a heavy quarterback year Jalen Milrow Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels like this was really a really heavy quarterback year and Quinn Ewers was just like he was up there too like especially the um the Big 12 championship like he just obliterated Oklahoma State I mean wasn't even close and he just had a great season overall. Like he he had such a good he had such a good year offensively moving the ball. Um and he he didn't really have any flaws in his game. Which as a quarterback is really impressive. So I'm gonna give him credit, but overall I think I gotta go with Washington. Christian, back to you. Yeah, I was gonna not gonna lie, I was gonna go the exact same team. So yeah. So I guess I'll just get get my championship prediction. I think Alabama's gonna win it all. So I'm gonna throw it back to you. We got now. Now why, why, now, why do you think Alabama will beat Michigan? And I just why think, do you think Washington will beat Texas. Alabama. I think Alabama is just on a roll right now. They played bad early, but I think Jim Milrow is really gonna cement himself as uh, one of the top prospects or the top prospect going into next year. I think he's really that guy, honestly. I think Michigan is is good. I don't think JJ McCarthy is really gonna be able to. He's overrated. Well, I I think he's good, but they've really been leaning on their running game the whole uh, year. And these SEC boys, these big linemen at Alabama, D linemen, I think they're gonna be able to stop the run pretty well. And it's gonna have to go into JJ McCarthy's hands. And I don't know if he's gonna really deliver to the to the full extent that. Uh, Michigan's going to need him to. And then for Washington, uh, Texas, I just think Washington has played against, you know, 
tougher competition, better games. They've got experience from those both those Oregon uh, wins, tough grind out wins that didn't come easy. Obviously, Texas has played some big games, did lose to Oklahoma in that big game, uh, beat Alabama, but I think they caught Alabama when they were just at their weakest, really weren't didn't know what they were doing. So I think uh, just Washington has kind of been tested and battle-hardened more throughout the year. So that's yeah. like that. And then championship, you know, I just got Alabama winning it all. I think if they can get there, Saban's going to get them prepared well. Milrow's going to deliver. And I just think Alabama has uh, heard all the talk. They've they've uh, they understood they've had a slow start, but I think they're going to uh, shut up everyone and deliver in the play in the, in the championship once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like the championship—that's anybody's game, honestly. And I feel like that this is a great. This is one of the best um, four teams that could be in the college football playoff. And I and ironically, it's the last four team college football playoff because next year, Christian, no, no, next year college football is going to be so much different than it is right now. No yeah. Pac-12 because. This is also some big news. Um, Washington State and Oregon State, the two remaining teams in the Pac-12, have decided to leave and join the WCC. I don't know exactly what that stands or I don't know exactly what that stands for, but um, probably local, West Coast Conference. Yeah, probably. And so that's what they're gonna do. And Pac-12 is terminated. Unbelievable. Yeah. Never thought it would happen. Never. Um, and so now everybody's in Big Twelve, Big Ten, ACC, whatever, WCC. So I think that this is college football is going to be different next year, especially with twelve teams. Now, um, I've already talked to my dad about about this because he's my dad's part of the Fiesta Bowl, and he thinks that the twelve team playoff is a terrible idea. Do you, what do you think about the 12-team playoff? What's your opinion on it? Yeah, I like it. I think it's just going to make college football more competitive. It's going to be more interesting with these ranked teams because, you know, it's, you know, 12, uh, pretty much any team, any FBS team could be ranked, could, could get into the top 12. And then with those teams in the top 12, there could be those Cinderella stories just like that we have in March Madness with single elimination games where one team really upsets another and, you know, makes a run. So I think it's going to be interesting. More playoff games. So that's going to be more fun to watch, you know, more comp- competition. So I, I like the idea. I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about, about this because, um, yes, it is good for college football to have um, more teams. I, I might say why I like it and then why I don't like it because – Overall, I feel like having like I like it having more teams is because it gives like more competitive, um, and also I hate the fact that like like how it is with four teams that if you lose then you're done. If you lose, you're done, basically, right? That's basically how it is. Like you see all these teams in the playoffs. Like this is the first. This is one of the first years where. 
I think more than one team has one loss. It's unbelievable. Like, usually teams have – usually, like, all the teams that are in are undefeated. And now that uh, – I like that they have more than – they have, have at least one loss. Um, and I just feel like um, – I feel like – but I do feel like 12 is a little bit much. I feel like it would be better with eight. But, I mean, I do like that. It's bigger. And then I got to ask you this question. Do you think Florida State got cheated out? Yeah, that's a tough question because if there's a 12 team playoff, that this wouldn't have happened. But uh, I, uh, frick. I think they did get cheated out from a deserving perspective. But if you really look at how it would, the competition would have shaped up, it, they would. There's no way they would have made a run or done anything, in my opinion. No quarterback. Yeah. I think that's like a death sentence. So it wouldn't have been fun watching uh, them get beat down by Michigan. Especially but, since so many people liked them. Yeah, but uh, I think – I told my friends this. I think the reason why Florida State didn't make it is because what happened last year in the championship game. They had TCU, who was definitely deserving and definitely was going to make the playoffs. But a TCU had a similar uh, thing, uh, was undefeated. Uh, but didn't really play a bunch of uh, com- top teams, bunch of lo- ranked they teams. They lost in the Big 12 championship game. They d- I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, they lost in the Big 12. And they still made Big and, and they still made it in. And there was one team that yeah. got robbed out. I forgot who it was. They did, but the they, fan base was beyond pissed. The fact that I think it was Ohio, I think it was Ohio State or Alabama. The fan or. I forgot who it was, but the fan base was beyond, like beyond, pissed at the fact that TCU somehow stayed where they were. Yeah, well, they got absolutely blown out in the in the no, because Ohio State championship game. Yeah, Ohio State made the playoff. I th- it was somebody who was beyond pissed about it. I, I forgot who, but they were like insanely furious about um about the fact that. That they didn't, uh, that they didn't lose, or that the fact that they didn't get bounced. I mean, and also George, that that Georgia team was really good. Yeah. So that's credit, credit there when credits due. Um, so, all right. Well, now we're gonna move back on to basketball and the NBA. Um. Udonis Haslam is getting his uh, number 40 jersey retired by the Miami Heat. Obviously, uh, all you basketball OGs know who Udonis Haslam is. Uh, Lee's uh, all-time leader for high fives. And um, minutes on the bench. Yes, yes. Those are all important stats. Yes, yes. Um no, but in all honesty, he won three champion. He helped them win three championships with he and Dwayne Wade, and he's Udonis was super duper loyal to Miami. He didn't retire. He didn't quit. The ageless wonder in some instances. Um, but yeah, super duper. I think. What do you think about um, Miami deciding to retire his number? What do you think about it? Well-deserving, you know, he's 
big piece on those championships. Uh, one of the fan favorites for so long as he continued to play on the team. And I just think he's, you know, one of those guys that you'd say represents heat culture and what the heat stand for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He is, people, heat fans say he is heat culture. So, all right. Definitely deserving right there. Um, so, all right. Now we're going to move on to Christmas Day predictions. Um, from We're going to move on to Christmas Day predictions from the NBA. And then uh, and then NFL, and then we'll be done. Um, by the way, the Warriors won on a final score of 129 to 118 in Jordan Poole's uh, debut. Um... I don't know the stats, but uh, going to get you these um, Christmas days, Christmas Day games for basketball, and then Christmas Day games for football. Ooh, Celtics Lakers early prediction. Uh, I think Lakers are going to uh, get a win finally. They already have one. What do you mean? They have one since the tournament. Well, they they they've lost. I I think they're like one and five or something since the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna stay on that topic. Of um, the games. Um, also, like, who for um, who for the NFL has impressed you the most? Like so so far, it can be anybody, rookie, veteran, anybody. Uh, probably cooking a coup. I've seen him live a couple times. That man's insane. He's a fifth round draft pick, rookie receiver out of BYU. I never never heard of this guy in my life, but he's out here uh, putting up fourteen hundred yards uh, and really just doing his thing in the NFL as a rookie. Um, and what team is he on? What team is the he Rams? Playing? Los Angeles Rams. He's not. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. But he's he's a great route runner, I think, and his probably best qualities. He has uh, great body control, so he, he makes pretty pretty good, pretty acrobatic catches. He's good. At, he has good hands, obviously. Uh, he's a good route runner, and he's very good. Uh, um, cont- he's very good. Um, he breaks ta- tackles very good. So I think uh you know he's 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 not your normal type of receiver he's not the fastest he's not like a speedster like you know like Tyree Kill or Jamar Chase or one of those guys and he's not just like oh, it's fully like yeah i'd just say he's a different type of receiver that that we've seen in a while so uh, i like his game i i think he's kind of like a Keenan Allen type guy but bigger and better at breaking tackles uh, yeah, uh, I think he's doing really good. I like him. Great. 
And you know who's impressed me? CJ Stroud. Like, yeah, that's true. The course of his rookie year, he has been incredible. Like, the game against the Buccaneers, like, he had like four hundred, like four hundred and thirty passing yards, and he's he's just been he's been consistent all year. He's been great all year. So, I'm gonna go with C.J. Stroud, okay. and I like his cleats. I like I like the Jordan cleats. Those are cool. Yeah. Um, would you think about playing with those or no? Well, I haven't even seen them, but I, I, I like my. They're cleats. basically like Jordans, but with like cleat material uh, on the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those look all right. Yeah. They look, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They got ankle support, so I'll take that any day. Um, With with my ankles. Um, all right. Let's stay on the topic of football. Raiders, Chiefs. Who you got? And KC. I mean, the Chiefs got to win that one, but, you know, they haven't been that good, but I'm still going to give it to the Chiefs. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, too. I feel like this is a must-win. Like you said, this is a must-win game for them. They need to get back. They, I feel like if they win this game, then they're back um, on track, and they're, they got momentum going into the playoffs. So, I got the Chiefs. All right, Um. The Italians versus the Eagles. Eagles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I would I feel like this is a this is one of the most important games for Philly all year against the Giants. Um the Eagles definitely this is a must win game. They've lost three in a row. They need to get back on track. Um if they want to get that one seed and get back in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Philly. Uh, Baltimore and San Francisco. I've got – well, that's tough. i got San Fran. I think they're just – this is going to be a good game because it's one of the hottest teams in the AFC versus one of the hottest teams in the NFC. But I think San Fran uh, is just probably – Probably could win the Super Bowl, so I I, just, I think they're better. So I'm just gonna go with San Fran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with San Fran too. I feel like Baltimore's a good team. They have um, Zay Zay Flowers. I know Christian loves that name, um, and just they have. I feel like they have a good. Um, San Francisco's got a like a better kind of uh, offensive system compared to Baltimore. The rematch from uh, Super Bowl with the Harbaugh brothers, and I feel like I feel like San Francisco can ultimately win this. I feel like Brock Birdie's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, so I got San Fran. Um, all right, moving on, moving on to NBA Christmas Day games: Bucks, Knicks, MSG. What you thinking? Hello? Sorry, what did you say? Bucks, Knicks, MS at MS Dream. Who you got? I've got... I've got Bucks. MSG, like we've we've heard, it's not really an advantage because they'll probably be half of them will be cheering for Giannis so, and Dame. So. All the Greeks 
Yeah. So I got. I got to Check out America for Christmas. I got yeah. bikes. All right. Um. You know, you know me. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. We got Dame time. We got the Greek Freak. We're rolling right now. Twenty. We're twenty and seven. It's one of the. It's a great record. We got a great. We got a great momentum rolling for us, and I think we're just gonna keep it up. So. Fear the deer. Let's go, Bucks. Also, we play New York tomorrow, so we'll. I feel like we win that game. We're definitely gonna beat win the beat them on Christmas. All right, Warriors Nuggets, Ballerina. What's up? Nuggets Warriors are messed up. Um. Yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna go with the Nuggets too. I I feel like they've. They've been they've been one of the teams that is super duper consistent since winning the championship. Like it's it's insane how they haven't even missed a beat. They've been playing amazing since uh, winning the championship, and I feel like it's just going to continue throughout the year. So I got Denver. All right, one of the the best one of the best rivalries in basketball: Celtics, Lakers. You told us earlier. Say it again. Lakers. How come? They're gonna. They need a win. They need a bat more than the Celtics need it. Yeah, but um, I feel like the Celtics got this. Um, I feel like the Celtics are gonna win just because they're coming off of. Uh, I mean, they they did have a rough loss to the Warriors the other night. But I feel like the Celtics are a better team. They got more momentum overall, um, and I feel I feel like Jason T- Jason Tatum is uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, I feel like Jalen Brown's developed a left hand a little bit, so I feel like that makes him a whole better basketball player. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Boston to win. Seventy Sixers Miami. Uh. 76ers, MB's been cooking. Yeah. Um, Miami has been super duper great. They have, uh, they, they've been, they've, they're on a, they've won a lot of the, their last couple games, especially that one against the, um, especially that one against the Bulls with, with Jimmy Buckets. But I feel like I'm. I feel like I gotta go with Miami on this one. They're they have they're more on a roll. I feel like they have more they have more pieces. They have more uh help with like more superstar help with them versus Philly does because Philly is just really doing and being a little bit of Tyrese Maxey. That's it. So I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with Miami. All right, Mavs, Suns, what's up? What do you got? Mavericks. Really? Yeah. How come? Because they're they've been doing pretty good. I don't know if I don't know so good lately, but they've been doing all right. And like the Suns, just like they can't get their full team together. I would agree with you on that. The Suns have been a little bit slow lately. Um, so for that, and I feel like, especially with Bradley Beal being out for, 
the next couple of weeks and Luca playing how good he is, how well he is, there's no doubt that I'm going to go with Dallas. So Dallas all the way um, in the Valley of the Sun. All right. You got anything else you want to talk about? No. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know it's been a while. 2024 is right uh, on the horizon. We're going to try and get you one more episode in 2023. But if we don't, have a safe and happy holidays. Um, on behalf of the Sports if we don't have, have another episode, on behalf of the Sportsway Podcast, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year uh, to all you guys. Um, if we do, if we do see you in 2023, if we do see you before the new year, great. If not, have a great new year, and we will come out with more content for you in 2024. Um, until then, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Fitz Thank you so much for all the support, and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Yeah.